You're listening to the Travel Geniuses Podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 28, and we're talking about fees again, you guys. This time we're talking about how to do it. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. Once again, I do have a couple of housekeeping announcements that I want to go over before I start. I promise this isn't going to become a normal thing. It's just I have this stuff coming up and I want to make sure you know about it. For those of you who don't know, maybe didn't listen to the last episode, I am launching a study group for travel agents who want to do more than just read about what to do and learn what to do, but actually want to put things into practice and implement them in our businesses. So um, if you're like me, you've maybe listened to a lot of webinars and gone to a lot of conferences and breakout sessions and read books about business and marketing and what to do, but maybe didn't do the work and implement the stuff into your business like you wish you would have. (laughs) So um, to make it a little easier... I'm taking some of my favorite business books, past and present, and applying them to the travel industry and then giving you a set of worksheets and tasks that you can do to actually implement that into your business. So for instance, the book that won overwhelmingly in the vote was Atomic Habits, and that's all about setting up your life so that you can actually get the things done that you want to do. When it when we think of habits, we sometimes think of exercise or eating right. And it's not just about that. It's, you know, if you want to start putting a newsletter out, but you never seem to have time and you never get around to sitting down and actually doing it, this book will help you design things into your life to make it almost automatic that that will get done. So it's not enough to just read the book and learn the science behind it and why you should and what you should do. You have to actually do it. So we're going to be doing the exercises and then holding each other accountable to, you know, say, this is what I'm going to do this week. And at the end of the week, did you do that? So anyway, that's the plan for this whole thing. And And as I'm working through it, things are changing. So I can't say 100% what it's going to look like, but I'm pricing it so it's a no-brainer. You'll definitely get, it's going to be $15 a month for this first round. will never be that cheap again. And I promise, I want you to get like $50 a month in value from that, not just the 15s. I just want it. I want to feel confident that what I'm providing is worth way, 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 way more than you guys are investing in this. So it's going to be $15 a month to start. And I'm way off track on here because really what I want to say is as I was preparing some of the work and outlining what I wanted to provide for this book, I'm realizing that I really want you guys to have gone through my um, one page marketing framework. And some of you have already gone through it. it. I used to call it the one page marketing plan. And that doesn't really fit what it is. It's more of a framework to build your plan on. So um, it, it just gives you a really good foundation and helps you make decisions about your marketing because you have the that framework there. And instead of feeling like you have to do every single marketing platform, this helps you look at the choices you've made for your business and know which direction to go in from there. So I don't want you starting one of these books with me and making a bunch of decisions and 
you know, doing a lot of tasks and then realizing a couple months down the road that you were going in the wrong direction the whole time. And really what your business needs is to be going in a completely other direction. So I want to make sure you guys have those initial decisions already made before you start taking action and doing things to grow your business. So I've decided before I launched the study group to launch a challenge around the one page marketing framework. And I don't really like the word challenge for this, but I don't know of another word to use yet. So just accept that it's a challenge. It means that we're going to be working through it together for a week. And then at the end of that week, anybody who wants to go further can enroll in the study group. And those who don't, that's fine. You it's not a requirement that you sign up for the study group. Everybody can take part in the challenge who wants to. And it's free. Um, we're going to start it on September 11th, which is a Wednesday. So um, this episode will be going live on September 4th. So that gives you a week from the day this goes live to sign up. And I know you're not always listening to this the first week. I'm sorry, you guys, this was a uh, just a really unplanned thing. And um, I will be doing this again in January. It's my plan right now to do this whole process again in January. But for those of you who want to participate and listen to this in time, you can go to travelgeniuses.com slash marketing framework challenge. And I will link to that in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 28. You can sign up for the challenge there. And then anybody who's interested in the study group, um, that is at travelgeniuses.com slash study group. There's a little bit of information there. And um, I'll have a link so you can sign up. I'm actually going to go ahead and open enrollment now. Enrollment will close September 23rd. And we're going to start September 25th. But that's um, where we're at right now. So those two sites, travelgeniuses.com slash marketing framework challenge and travelgeniuses.com slash study group. That is where you can learn more about both of these things. And again, this the challenge is free and that starts September 11th. The study group is going to be $15 a month for this first round. And that starts on September 25th, but you have to sign up by September 23rd. I always reserve the right to change my mind, but as of right now, I'm not opening that up again until towards the end of January, I think. So um, if you have any questions, go ahead and shoot me an email or ask in the Facebook group. I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have and take suggestions as well. Okay, the end of all the housekeeping items. Let's get into this week's episode. I feel like I talk a lot about um, the way we think about things in our business. And I do think that stuff is super, super powerful. And probably the most important thing that we need to do is change how we think about things. I think the how is easier to do and figure out than the why. Uh, but I do realize that there is a place for the how as well. So I do want to try to um, build more and more of that into the podcast. And so today I'm doing that for fees. I did already record an episode about fees where I talked about why I think you should be charging them. And for those of you who have not listened to that, that's episode seven. So travelgeniuses.com slash episode seven is all about why I think you should be charging fees and why I think it's important, even when you're a new agent just starting out. But I didn't really 
tell you anything about how to do that. So it's, it's fine to know that you should, but I know that it's a really daunting thing to do and it's very scary. So I wanted to give you some suggestions on how to accomplish that and how to build that into your business. So we're going to touch on the legal aspects of that, although I am not an attorney, but I have reached out to a travel attorney and hopefully I can get him on the show to talk about that and some other um, topics for you. But just know that what I'm talking about here is not legal advice. It's just really going to point you to some things you need to be aware of and maybe consult an attorney about if you're unsure. Then we'll talk about how to actually collect the money, how to know how much to charge and how to decide that, and then how to make the ask to your clients and potential clients. So regarding the legal stuff, and again, this is just going to be a really rough overview of things you need to think about. Um, I am not an attorney and some of the things I'm saying here might be completely wrong. So don't really make any decisions based on what I'm saying. I'm just trying to show you some things that you need to be aware of as you're planning this out. And the first thing would be your host contract. People are always asking like, do I have to run my fees through my host? And I'm not sure about the legal aspects of if they're even allowed to tell you that you have to run your fees through them. But if you signed a contract saying that you do have to run your fees through them, you may want to consult an attorney before you start going off and running fees on your own merchant account and not giving them a cut if that's what they are saying they require in the contract. Another thing you have to consider are seller of travel laws. So I know California and Florida are the two big ones that have really strict seller of travel laws. And a lot of times, again, consult an attorney about this, but a lot of times you are covered if you're using your host's credentials to make those bookings. So if you're running all your bookings through your host and they are have taken care of all those requirements for the seller of travel laws, um, charging a fee and running that outside of their system might be a violation of that and might get you into trouble. Um, you also need to think about your errors and emissions insurance or E&O insurance. Um, you may have this through your host. You may have this on your own, but charging a fee might affect that in some way. So just check on that. And just to be clear, when I'm talking about fees, I'm not talking about you charging your client's card and then using that money and paying the cruise line or the hotel or tour operator. I'm talking about just your professional fee, your say $300 fee for planning a vacation. So I'm not talking about if you're collecting money and then paying net rates to a supplier. I should have said that earlier and I'm too sick to go edit that and change it. So we're going to leave it where it is. Now, all of that being said, all of those the legal aspects with your host contract, the seller of travel laws, the E&O insurance, all of that considered, I think a lot of times it might be better for you to just not even worry about any of that and run all your fees through your host. Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in all these tiny details and the minutiae and waste so much energy and stress and uh, and sometimes it's just not worth the money if you're charging good fees, it can be a chunk. And maybe you can negotiate with your host to get a lower, um, where they will take a lower percentage of your fees versus your commission. But sometimes, especially if you're new, you have so much other stuff you need to be worrying about than 
trying to sort all these legal and technical details about collecting fees. We're going to talk about how to do that in a minute too. And sometimes it's just easier, just run the fee, spend five minutes on that detail and move on versus hours and hours trying to navigate all these potential problems you could run into when you're charging fees. Use that time finding new clients instead. One other thing you need to consider when we're talking about the legal issues regarding fees would be your contract agreement with your clients. So you need to decide, is your fee going to be refundable if they um, cancel their trip, if they cancel it within a month before you've done all of the work, or if they cancel a week before they leave, is your fee refundable? And one kind of pro tip or just something to consider is check with your travel insurance provider, whoever your preferred company is that you use to sell travel insurance to your travelers, it may be possible to add your fee into the total trip price. So say they're going on a cruise and it's $30,000 just to make the math easy. And your fee is $400. If you put the trip cost as $30,400 and they cancel for a covered reason, your fee should be in theory covered under that insurance policy. So check with your insurance provider to make sure this is true and that that's allowed. But that's just something to think about in here as well. You also need to decide what you're going to do about um, changes. If you've planned the whole itinerary and it's all set and they've agreed on it and then they decide to change something or you've, you know, made five changes already and they keep asking for more changes and more changes, is that going to affect how much you charge? And if so, put that in your contract and then make sure you get that signed. Use a service like DocuSign. I think that TravelJoy... Maybe some of the other CRMs have an option for you to send a document and get it signed digitally that it, you know, it's a legal signed document at that point. Make sure you're doing that and get the signed credit card authorization as well to protect you. Again, I am not an attorney, so I will see. I'm, I'm really trying. I've already put the email out to try and get an attorney on here to give you really concrete legal advice on this, but that is not me. So just know these are some of the things you have to consider when you're charging fees. So now let's talk about how to actually collect the money. So there are some newer services like Stripe and Wave and PayPal maybe would go into this as well um, that make it very easy for most entrepreneurs to collect money. The problem is there is a lot of fraud in the travel industry. It's a very common way that people use stolen credit cards. So some of these companies aren't really excited about letting travel agents set up merchant accounts through them. Stripe, for instance, has a list of high risk businesses that they don't allow to use their services. And in that list, they specifically say travel reservation services and clubs, airlines, cruises and timeshares. So I'm not sure if they mean that they will not allow a travel agent to use this to collect a service fee. This may just be if you're collecting money and then using that money for the reservation. So they do have an application process where you can write to them to see if they can give you permission to use their service. It's always best to be completely honest, though, whenever you're filling out an application or writing in an appeal, don't say something that's not true because it could really affect you financially later. So just be 100% honest, get their what they call explicit approval to use their service. Stripe is amazing. I use them myself. So I'd love for you to be able to use it. But again, 
I think it's best to get explicit approval from them first for your business. Now, some easier ways to do this are organizations in the travel industry. So your host may have a way, like I said, to collect fees, and that's an easy way to avoid all of this hassle. I know that TravelJoy allows you to um, process payments through their program. I'm not 100% sure about tests or vacation CRM. I've looked, I don't see any information telling me that you can do that through them. But that's another place to check. And I know that ARC has a program as well that you can use to process fees through them. They all have different amounts that they charge and keep when you process a payment through them. But again, I would just use the one that's easiest. I don't think 1% on your fees is going to make or break your business. So I'm all about finding the thing that's easiest that you'll use the most versus spending hours and hours and hours trying to save half a percent of a fee which is what, like $1.50 on a $300 charge. So it's not worth the hassle of A, making it more complicated when you're doing it, and then all the stress about which one should I use because this one's cheaper, but this one's better. Pick the better one. All right, so we've covered some of the legal aspects, not really covered them, but discussed them at least, and the process of actually collecting the money. So now let's talk about how to know how much you should charge. So I have a couple of exercises for you here because I know a lot of you don't think you should charge. I feel like everyone feels so insecure, especially if you're new because you're like, I don't know anything yet. Why should I charge? I gave some of this advice in my other episode about fees, but I want you to think about what you're doing what services you provide. So even if you're a brand new agent, you're still saving people time and hassle, cutting through some of the research, handling all the details about making a reservation. And at the very least, I want you, if you really feel like you can't charge a fee, listen, I know sometimes you just need to, like if that fee is holding you back from starting your business or getting your first client because you just don't feel like you deserve it yet and you're afraid you won't be able to provide the value, then tell yourself, okay, the first five people are not going to be charged a fee. But after that, you have to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to charge a fee or charge what we call a plan to go fee. So you're charging the fee. And if they do actually book the trip and they travel, then you refund that back to them. But if they don't, you keep that if they end up not using your services so that at least that way, um, you're getting paid for your time and you're not going to end up with a bunch of tire kickers and price shoppers and people who are like going to make you spend hours and hours planning their trip and then they go book it somewhere else because they saved $50. I know for myself that it's hard sometimes to step out and be confident offering a service if there's even the tiniest doubt that you may not be able to deliver what you're promising. So I get that Maybe you don't want to charge three or $400 right off the bat, but um, if you're going to do it for free, at least put a limit on it and consider doing that plan to go fee and then start small. You don't have to start with a four or $500 fee. Start with, I would say at least a hundred dollars, because if you're charging like 25 or $50 that I see some agents do, that's just telling the client that you don't even think that you know what you're doing. So why would they want to pay you. Like if they're spending $10,000 on a trip, $100 isn't going to make or break that trip for them. But if you're only charging $25 for your services, and that's all you think it's worth, I wouldn't trust you. I would rather just book it myself online, to be honest. 
But if you're charging something crazy, like $1,000 per trip to plan a vacation, then I'm going to think you're probably a magic travel agent and probably worth it. That said, don't just pick a number like that out of the blue. You can't start out as a new agent um, unless you are magic (laughs) or unless you have a lot of other experience somewhere to back that up. Don't start out of the gate charging $500 or $1,000 per trip. Start smaller with something you feel confident that you can provide. And again, I have a couple of exercises coming up that I'll tell you that'll help you gain that confidence. But start with something you feel confident in and then just gradually increase your rates. Now, for those of you who have been doing this for a while um, and maybe are charging those smaller amounts and want to increase them, the signs that you should be increasing them are that you're getting overbooked. If you're just getting so many client requests that you can't handle them all, it's time to raise your rates and you'll raise your rates, potentially lose a few clients, but that will give you the time and space you need to serve your clients better. And the rise in your fees will help offset the lost clients. And then eventually, because you are able to spend more time per client, you'll start getting more referrals, you'll start getting more demand for your services, and you'll have to raise those fees again. There is no magic number for fees. Like there's no formula. It's just part of it is what feels good to you and what people are willing to pay. And as you gain experience, people will be willing to pay more and you'll also feel comfortable charging more. Now I have a couple of exercises you can do to help gain the confidence you need to start charging fees or to start charging higher fees. And one is just to make a list of all the things you do for a client from paying attention to their seat preferences in the plane to making and confirming Um, hotel reservations and securing their cruise cabins and making sure their bedding is set up the way they want and that the right alcohol is in their mini bar, verifying flight times and getting early check-in at the hotel and finding restaurants that their kids will like, but that will still provide good food for mom and dad, setting up private tours with the best guides. All those little things. I mean, I've feel like I've kind of listed some of the bigger things, but just think about your day and your week and all the little, every single tiny task that you do for your clients. And then kind of add up the value of that. Like think of all the time you're saving them in research, in time, in stress, in hassle, and apply a value to some of those things and just look at what you're doing. Even if you're a brand new agent, just those little administrative type tasks add up to a lot and provide value to your clients. And the next thing I want you to do is make a list of things that you can promise your clients and guarantee them. There aren't a lot of things we can guarantee in the travel industry. We can't guarantee there won't be weather delays that mess up their flights and cause them to miss the first day or two of their vacation. We can't guarantee that there won't be traffic delays that cause their guide to show up late or they get rained out of a tour they've been really looking forward to. And sometimes we can't even guarantee that our preferred suppliers won't mess up. But there are some things we can promise them. We can promise them that we'll pay attention to their needs and their preferences when planning their vacation. We can promise them that we will only use suppliers that we trust and have a relationship with or that have been vetted by our consortia. We can promise them that if something does go wrong, we will be there to help them out. So I want you to spend the next couple of days 
or even weeks, just keep a running list of all of these things you think of that you can promise your clients. And you don't have to tell them that you're promising them these things. Um, I don't, I certainly don't want you to put in a contract somewhere. I guarantee X, Y, Z, but just be aware of these things. It can be hard to feel confident as a travel agent when there are so many things that we are not in control of and that can go wrong, but it helps, I think, to be super aware of the things we are in control of and can promise and can be sure to provide to our clients. I think this will go a long way towards giving you the confidence you need to charge fees. All right, so we've talked about some of the legal and technical aspects about charging fees. We've talked a little bit about how to decide how much to charge. And now we're going to talk about how to actually make the ask. And the first thing is you really have to gain that confidence. So go back and do those exercises I talked about. Listen to episode three about that and just do everything you can to work on your mindset and know that you're worth it. Because if you ask a client for a fee and in your head, you don't really think you're worth it. You don't think they should be paying it. You think you're charging a little too much. They are going to pick up on that and they're not, they're just going to feel uncomfortable and probably will walk away. So work on your confidence first and foremost. Some really practical things you can do though, is one, put it on your website. I personally don't ever, I don't think, reach out to somebody I'm considering hiring if it doesn't have at least a range of pricing on their site, because I don't want to reach out and find out it's 10 times more than I can afford or pay for it. And if they don't have their prices listed, I assume it's either a lot and they're going to try and pressure me and talk, try and talk me into it when I contact them or there it's too high. So they know people are going to walk away if they have it listed. So I don't know. I just don't like that. And I personally think you should have your prices listed on your site. So people know one of two things will happen. Either they will not contact you because they don't want to pay a fee. And honestly, who wants those clients anyway, or they'll contact you and know the fee in advance. And it makes that whole conversation a lot easier on you. A great place to put this is on a how I work page where you kind of outline your process in working with you from the first contact to your follow up after they return home and just list it right there. You can use this when you're doing a free consultation for somebody before they hire you as well. So I suggest starting with this so that you're not ending the conversation with an awkward money talk and you're not as likely to chicken out. So start at the beginning when you're feeling strong and just say something like, before we get started, I just want to make sure you understand how I work and what the process is like and go through your whole process, your planning and execution of your vacation planning services, and then end with, and I do charge a fee of $350 per trip for this. You don't have to decide today. This is just a heads up. I'll send you a contract after we're done with the call. And as soon as I have that back signed with the fee paid, I'll be able to start planning your vacation. And then at the end of the call, just say, I'll get that agreement sent over to you. Let me know if you have any questions. And as soon as I have that signed agreement back with the payment, we'll be able to get started. You can ask other agents what they say to their clients when they're having this discussion, and then just take bits and pieces from different people and come up with something that works well for you. Um, I used to work at a call center. And there were these certain conversations we had to have that were awful and super uncomfortable. And I hated them. And I remember one of my trainers, she would, she had these long nails and she would tap on my computer screen, like 
talk about this, talk about this. And I never wanted to, but I had to. So I would just start to, the scripts they gave us didn't feel comfortable or natural to me. So I would just take bits and pieces from different things until I found something that worked. So I would try out one way to say it and the person would say no. So I would try something else. And then I found something that worked for me, that worked for the clients. And that's what you kind of have to do with this. So it may not come naturally or comfortably at first, but just come up with language that works for you and that feels natural and comfortable for you. And then practice it, you guys, like in your car, when you're at the Starbucks drive-thru, waiting at a red light, taking a shower, whatever, just repeat this whole script over and over and over to yourself until it comes naturally. Because I promise when you do this the first few times, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to start stuttering. And if you've got this memorized and have it so ingrained in your head that it's just like muscle memory and it just comes out naturally, it's going to work a lot better for you and you'll be a lot less stressed about it as well. And I don't want you to start making exceptions for this either. So I used to be terrible at this and I would fall for every sob story and want to make exceptions for everyone. And then I had a boss who did not make exceptions ever. And his philosophy was, why is it fair to everybody who's just doing it without asking that I make exceptions for other people? And it really isn't fair. And if you have a rule that you never make exceptions, it's a lot easier to stick to that. So even if it's an easy booking and even if it's a high commission trip, stick to your fees, don't make exceptions. Now I have one last trick I think might help if you're still feeling a little unsure and a little nervous and lacking the confidence to charge fees. And that is to create what I'm calling a courage sheet. So I want you to either write out or type out all of those things that you put on those lists earlier, the tasks you take on for your clients that save them time, all the value you provide, all the things you can promise them. And then I also want you to add some testimonials. So if you haven't been collecting these, just think back on things that people have told you from past trips that you've planned and put those on the sheet as well. All those nice words that people have said and put them all on one sheet, print that out, laminate it if you want and keep it at your desk. So when you're getting ready for these consultation calls and you know you're gonna have to ask for a fee, read that over and remind yourself of all the value you're providing and how fortunate they're going to be to have you planning their vacation versus just doing it online. Does that help at all? If you still have questions about charging fees and aren't sure how to do it, please let me know because I do always keep notes <laughs> for past episodes and so that if I go and revisit a topic later, I can make sure I'm answering all those questions you guys have. So if you still have questions about fees, let me know. Obviously, I said I'm going to have an attorney on soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. So if you have questions for him, um, let me know that as well. But I am always open and wanting to update topics later as I learn more about what you guys need, what questions you have, and just learn better ways to do things. So if you still have questions, I'd like to know, but also if this helped at all, let me know. And if you're using any of these tricks and it's helped you charge fees for the first time or raise your fees or feel more comfortable asking for fees, even if you've been doing it for a while, please let me know that too. I love hearing from you guys. 
And then, of course, if you want to sign up for the free challenge, you can sign up for that at travelgeniuses.com slash marketing framework challenge, or go to the show notes at travelgeniuses.com slash episode 28. And I'll have a link right there. It's free. And even if you went through it the last time, I've changed things a little bit. The content's pretty much the same, but the format and the way we're working through it is a little different. So I think it might be a little easier because I know some of that stuff got a little heavy and several people said they felt like they were falling behind. So change things a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be great and can't wait to see what you guys come up with. And then of course, if you know already that you want to sign up for the study group, you can do that at travelgeniuses.com slash study group. I'm super, super excited. I think it's going to be a great way to end the year and start next year on a really high note with a lot of momentum already going into it. So I hope to see a lot of you in there. And that's it for this episode, you guys. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.